comes to broadcasting our fantasy football content, fantasy football and focus by the Wildcat Sports Pub. We bring it to you individually here as our fantasy football owners. I want to be able to have you get to the information as quickly and efficiently as possible because I know that so many of you uh, have to get to it when you may be setting your lineup in that moment. So we want to uh, give you this video individually. So that's why we break up the show the way that we do on Wednesdays so that we can make sure that when you need your fantasy football advice on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, you can get it so easy and efficiently and seamlessly by simply clicking on our fantasy football content. So we thank you and welcome you to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora's Fantasy Football in Focus, proudly presented by the Wildcat Sports Pub, 3680 Milton Avenue in Camillus, New York. Many thanks to all of you joining us here on our Fantasy Football in Focus. It is NFL Week 10 of the 2023-24 season. And in NFL Week 10, we have uh, bye weeks for the Chiefs, the Rams, the Dolphins, and the Eagles. So please... Do not put them out there on your roster this week unless you want zero points. So please don't do that. Make sure that you make good and healthy decisions for your team. And uh, and we welcome you and we thank you for being here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, where sports truly meets that thing called life. So about to have some fun here with fantasy football content. If you have a fantasy football question, you can send it to us on any one of our feeds, and I'm happy to answer those questions. So make sure you send those over to us, and the sooner the better, so that I can answer the questions instantaneously as they come in. So make sure that you send them to any one of our outlets. Uh, you are watching and listening live on YouTube.com backslash DT, Facebook.com backslash wake up call DT and on wake up call DT dot podbean dot com. So however you're connecting with our show around the country and the world, we thank you for tuning in Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern time. And of course, on Wednesdays between 10 and 11 a.m. Eastern time for our fantasy football content, proudly presented by the Wildcat Sports Pub, the perfect place to watch all of your games. And you can head to the Wildcat seven days a week on 3680 Milton Avenue in Camillus, New York. And you can also go there for takeout and delivery. Call 315-487-2222 to make your order. That's 315-487-2222 to place your order at the Wildcat Sports Pub today. So head out there. A lot of great stuff. Awesome atmosphere. Safe atmosphere and just a wonderful experience of many years that I've had there with the Wildcat Sports Pub. So with that being said, for those of you that are first-time joiners of our football content, you will see the uh, schedule right here next to me. The schedule starts on Thursday, and I know there's some weeks that don't have Thursday, so then it'll start on Saturday or start on the first Sunday game. But whatever you see on the top of your screen is what I'm going to cover first, all the way down to Monday Night Football. So if you're if you're listening, watching on playback, and let's say you, you know, or you come in live late and you're listening to Detroit and the Chargers, then you know that we just covered Atlanta, Arizona. We're about to cover the Giants at Dallas. So wherever we are in the list, you'll know exactly what we've already talked about and what we're about to talk about. So that makes it easier for you to have that right there uh, next to me so you know exactly where in the show we are broadcasting at this specific time. So welcome to the broadcast. Welcome to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. 
ready to have some fun with you. In this first game that we have up here, Carolina at Chicago, this is arguably the fight for the number one pick. I know Arizona's got something to say about it, but this almost feels like the the toilet bowl game, right? Where you're, I've talked about it before that they should have a, a game called the toilet bowl and they should play that game with the two worst teams in the country. And they have one pick in the upcoming NFL draft. And I've brought that up numerous times. And, and this, this game kind of feels like that's exactly what it is. It is, the toilet bowl game. So we have two of the worst records in the NFL facing off against each other. And it's no disrespect. I mean, it's an honest truth. They are two of the worst records in the NFL. And I call it the toilet bowl because it's the, it's not the Super Bowl, right? So we're looking at this and, and I see this game as potentially uh, what could give us the number one pick, right? Whoever wins is actually could be a negative thing for them getting that number one pick. So Whoever wins this game may not have the number one overall pick. And wouldn't it be interesting if we reflect back on this and say, you know, whatever team lost this game helped them to get the number one pick. I'm not for teams tanking. I've never been. I never will be. A Joe Theismann, Super Bowl champion, has joined me on the show before. And he said, uh, and I'm going to paraphrase, but he said along the lines of, if you are a team that tanks, you belong on an island by yourself. Uh, Greg, you know, for your stupidity is what he said. So Greg said, please do not count out my Giants, that uh, he wants to let us all know that the Giants have a shot. Arizona has a shot at the number one pick right now. The New York Giants have a shot at the number one pick, as well as the teams I just mentioned to you, Carolina and Chicago. So the fight for the number one pick as we are passing the midpoint of the season is coming up here right now, and we'll have to see who ends up getting the number one overall pick. Like I said, tanking is wrong. Please do not tank. It is, uh, to me, it's, it's a deplorable thing to do in sports to give up on your season in hopes of what you can build toward the future. I don't, I don't like seeing that. I don't appreciate seeing that. And, you know, if you're not going to play the game, you might as well just come out, put the football down on the field and say, you know, we're forfeiting this. And if they did that, then the team should be fined, honestly, because people pay to come see you. And, you know, there's people coming to games for the first time ever. They don't need to see that garbage. So do not tank, please. And I know I've, I've, I've made comments about why would Arizona get rid of their starting quarterback unless, you know, they've kind of given up on this season. But I don't want to, like I said, I can't say they are tanking. I can't say they're not tanking. It just it just isn't a good look to me that your team is performing this poor and yet you had a serviceable quarterback who was probably doing better than you anticipated he would and you let him go during the season. And and now Kyler Murray is supposed to be coming back, but I almost wonder how long Kyler Murray is going to be there. You know, is this, is this a season where, you know, he plays, maybe he plays a week and then they shut him down again. I mean, crazier things have happened, but I just, I look at this situation like he could be trade bait, especially if they have the opportunity of getting the number one pick and they want to, you know, make some moves here and go get Caleb Williams from USC. If, if they're looking to the draft and they're looking to the future, they may pass on Kyler Murray. So and Kyler Murray right now, I mean, you can get something for him. Maybe not as high as it would have been, but arguably they could still get a number one. They could still get a first-round pick. 
So we'll see what happens here, but I'm going to be monitoring that for sure, just because I don't know if I'm sold that the Cardinals are sold that Kyler Murray is their quarterback of the next many years. He could be, he could very well be, or this, this could be a time for a change. So just watch that and see what happens from there. But this Carolina Chicago game in Chicago looks like the battle arguably for the number one pick and could come down to that later on this season. We shall see how things shake out, but they're going to be playing this game against each other. We'll start with the road team as we always do. If you have a fantasy football question, shoot it over to us on our YouTube channel, on our Facebook channel, as well as on our uh, Podbean internet streaming radio room. Send that over to us today and we're happy to answer your questions. So, and uh, Chicago does hold Carolina's pick. So the cool thing about Chicago is, uh, and yeah, I talked about this before and I think Brendan brought it up. So even if Chicago wins, he kind of doesn't win. Or even, or uh, pardon me, even if Carolina wins, they kind of don't win. So that's the weird part of all of this. Even, even if Carolina uh, somehow, or I, I should say, I shouldn't say if they win, if they lose this game, they, and, and it came down to the number one pick, Chicago still has it. So interesting here. Uh, Greg said, Kyle and Connor coming back, uh, Kyler Murray and uh, James Connor. I see Arizona as well as Chicago winning a game or two. So yeah, I mean, I'm surprised. I'm surprised Arizona hasn't won more games. I really am. And Let's see here. Doss said, I doubt anyone gives up a number one pick for him. And so talking about Kyler Murray. So I think they can get a first rounder for him. I do. I mean, I've seen weirder things happen, but I think there's a chance that we could see that come through, that uh, that they get at least a first round pick for Kyler Murray. I mean, there's teams out there that need quarterbacks. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at some of these teams right now and you say, Okay, well, Indy has, even though he's out for the rest of the season, they have Anthony Richardson for their future, but New England needs a quarterback. And you look at the Saints. I mean, are they sold that Derek Carr is going to be their guy? I think I think for right now, yeah, but a couple years down the road, what's that going to look like? Uh, Minnesota, look at, I mean, Minnesota brought in Josh Dobbs, but is that their guy of the future? Is Kirk Cousins, how many more years is he going to play? So you look to something like that. You look to Green Bay. Are they sold on Jordan Love and what they're getting out of Jordan Love right now? You look at Tampa's situation with Baker Mayfield and what they may want to do for the future. You look at San Francisco and say, you know, Brock Purdy started off strong and now they've lost three games in a row. So where is that going to be at? Uh, Cleveland could use another quarterback, arguably, but, you know, they spent way too much money on Deshaun Watson. Atlanta has already changed quarterbacks. Do they change again? Arizona, ironically, is playing them. So I look to that. The Giants could look at a guy like Kyler Murray. Washington could look at a guy like Kyler Murray. So, you know, the Vegas Raiders could look at a guy like Kyler Murray after benching Jimmy Garoppolo. So, you know, there's enough teams out there where this conversation could make some sense and a move could be made, just saying. So, and, and you know, Greg agreeing that the Giants absolutely need a quarterback. So we'll see. But I appreciate your comments. Keep them coming in on facebook.com backslash wakeupcalldt, youtube.com backslash wakeupcalldt, and on wakeupcalldt.podbean.com. If you have a thought, share it with us so that we can uh, share and have the conversation here on the show. If you need fantasy football advice on any one of your teams in any situation that you have, send it over to us. And if we've already talked about your game or we're not quite there yet, you can still send your fantasy 
questions over and we will be happy to answer those questions for you. So always uh, looking forward to all the questions that come in. And thank you to everybody around the country that has uh, sent your questions in because we love to answer them. So make sure you do that here today. With that being said, Carolina at Chicago, looking at these two teams that, uh, that like I said, are, are not, not in the greatest shape and uh, not in the greatest scenario. Chicago just hasn't been able to find a way. And Carolina has gone up and down here. Uh, Doss said, I don't think he's an upgrade on any other of those teams. That Kyler Murray's an upgrade? Kyler Murray's absolutely an upgrade. An up- he's an upgrade. If Kirk Cousins wasn't to come back to Minnesota, he's absolutely an upgrade. And Kyler Murray would be an upgrade for the New York football giants. And he could be viewed as an upgrade in San Francisco, although I really like Brock Purdy. He's definitely an upgrade in Atlanta who can't figure out who they want. And in Washington, they've been quarterback collectors over the years. So I think there are absolutely teams where he serves as an upgrade. And in New England, New England is the worst team in the AFC. So they could be moving on from what they have as well. Let's get into the fantasy side of things. But I definitely appreciate the opinions. I may not always agree with them. You may not agree with me, but I think there's an argument that Kyler Murray has a bunch of teams, a bunch of teams. He said, come on, dude, that's quite a stretch. You think the Giants wouldn't take Kyler Murray right now? Really? Seriously? So, I mean, I I think, listen, Kyler Murray, some people believe in him and some people don't. And am I a believer in Kyler Murray as an every down, every game quarterback on my NFL team? If I was a GM? No. But there's enough teams out there that could see him as an upgrade. Just just putting that out there for Claire. I mean, there definitely is. There are teams out there that would look at him as an upgrade. And he said, uh, yes, I do. I think the Giants are the only team to take him. I think there's more. Like I said, I argued a few out there, but the Giants are definitely, I would imagine, taking a quarterback unless they've completely lost their minds. It took them forever and a day to take offensive linemen, and they're still struggling in that world. So, you know, we'll see. (laughs) You know, it doesn't really matter who the quarterback is for the New York football Giants over the last many years because they don't really have too many people out there protecting them consistently. And so, you know, if Tommy DeVito doesn't have time and Tyrod Taylor doesn't have time and Daniel Jones doesn't have time. Those things are not their fault. And I think a lot of people are sitting here placing blame on the quarterbacks where sometimes for the New York football giants, it's that offensive line. If the offensive line can't protect you, there's really not too much that you can do out there to be successful. So, you know, just to put that out there too, their offensive line is not great. Uh, Doss said at this point, the giants will be better off with Colin Kaepernick they'll be better off with somebody. They definitely will. And, and again, an upgrade would be Kyler Murray for the New York football giants. So we'll see what they do, but I'm happy at least for Tommy DeVito, uh, getting to know him, getting to know his family over the years, covering him, interviewing him here on the broadcast that he has an opportunity to go out and do some things. And, and I mean, who would have thought, You know, some people didn't think he would ever make the NFL. And now not only has he made the NFL, but he made the roster of the Giants, which is a really hard thing to do to make any NFL roster. And on top of making the roster, he becomes a starting quarterback 
arguably for the rest of the season. Like that's, that's some pretty incredible feats and, you know, hurdles that he has jumped to get to where he is. So big time shout out to him on his effort, his enthusiasm and his belief in himself and in his dreams. So you may not like, you know, a quarterback out there. You may not like somebody playing the role, but I want people to remember just how difficult it is to make it in the NFL and really to make it anywhere in life. When you're chasing your dreams, nothing comes easy. So we can sit here and critique them, but there's a lot to be said about how difficult it is to get somewhere and to be able to last there. And Tommy DeVito made the team. And if he didn't do that, he wouldn't be sitting there with an opportunity to play right now. So congratulations to Tommy DeVito on that. Uh, Looking at this game, Carolina, I'm not sold on Bryce Young. I wasn't sold on Bryce Young when he came into the NFL. I'm still not sold on him. I mean, they're playing Chicago. So Adam Thielen, especially in PPR, he's done some good things. I would look at putting him out there. Uh, In a game like this, he's a wide receiver too, but he should be. If you're going to play three receivers, you could go ahead and play him, put him out there. There's nobody else I feel great about. On Chicago's side, you know, Dante Foreman might be a good flex at running back this week. DJ Moore, Cole Komet. Cole Komet's done some good things in his career, especially especially recently. So Cole Komet against Carolina, that could be a good play for you. I have him as a, a tight end one this week. I have DJ Moore at a one, low end one, high end two at wide receiver. So, you know, I think the Adam Thielen on one side and then DJ Moore, Dante Foreman, as maybe a flex running back and Cole Komet as your starting tight end is not a bad bet for this week because of this matchup. Uh, Indianapolis at New England, this used to be Peyton Manning versus Tom Brady. And now this Indianapolis-New England game is not Peyton Manning versus Tom Brady. This week it is Gardner Minshew versus Mac Jones. So for this game for Indy, uh, Jonathan Taylor, you know, this has been a really weird situation with him and with the Indianapolis Colts. I don't know how much of it was smoke and mirrors. It just seems all too strange. But in this game, I would say Jonathan Taylor's worth the play. Uh, Michael Pittman Jr. also worth the play, in my opinion. On the other side, Mac Jones, no. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson, maybe a running back four if you're going to play four running backs. You might want to put out Hunter Henry but he's only scored twice this season. So I got him as a tight end too. I like Indy's defense in this game. Remember Zaire Franklin, a Syracuse alum. He is questionable with a knee injury, but if he's able to go, I mean, this defense has done some good things. I would consider playing the defense and special teams of Indy because they're playing New England. Play Jonathan Taylor as I'd probably say your second back. And then Michael Pittman Jr. I'm as a low end one, high end two because of the matchup. Uh, we got some questions that came in here. What are your thoughts on Keaton Mitchell going forward? I got nobody on either team, and I'm okay with that. So, all right. So, uh, <laughs> you know, some and, and you, you're you're better off. I don't know which teams you're talking about. Could be talking about Carolina, Chicago, but uh, Keaton Mitchell moving forward. You know, there's there's certain guys that you look at. And you say to yourself, you know, is this going to be consistency, right? 
And because some guys come up and they do some good things, but it goes back and forth. Keaton Mitchell's from East Carolina. I've covered East Carolina for a decade. And uh, he, you know, Keaton Mitchell, for those who don't know, number 34, uh, running back for the Baltimore Ravens. And looking at his statistics uh, thus far, he's played in three games. Uh, He had, well, recently here, he had no carries against Detroit. But against Seattle, he had nine carries, 138 yards, 15.3 yards per carry. That's insane. And a touchdown. So uh, Keaton Mitchell moving forward. Listen, they're a running team. Uh, it's He said, I grabbed him off waivers as a potential trade bait. That's smart because somebody's going to be looking for a running back, especially depending how deep your league is. Someone will definitely be looking for a running back. So Keaton Mitchell, for me, you know, I think he could be good trade bait for you. I want to get to some of Greg's comments here as well. But he's a guy to watch. You know, I, I say it all the time. Every single year that Lamar Jackson's been there, <clears throat> eventually the team relies on Gus Edwards and he comes through. And then somebody gets healthy or they bring somebody in. They put him above Gus Edwards. They push him down the depth chart until they have to use him again when somebody else gets hurt. And he always comes through. So I wouldn't count out Gus Edwards. There's moments where he shines and there's moments where it's quiet. But, you know, Keaton Mitchell, he's had one good game. So some people might go after him quick, buy high, right? (laughs) He's kind of like people might be buying high and selling him high right now. So it's a good time to have him for sure if you want to utilize him as trade bait. So smart for you, Doss, to do that. And, you know, I, I think Baltimore's running back situation continues to be very fluid who's in who's out so you know could he show up again yeah or he could be one of those guys that had a good game in baltimore and then it goes to somebody else so you got to watch that let's see here uh, greg said giants will be looking to this deep quarterback draft for the future they won't be giving up a first round draft capital for murray uh, i wouldn't either but it just depends on what they're thinking right now. Giants have taken more linemen in the first two rounds of the last five years than any other team in the NFL has not worked out too well. Yeah, and I had said years ago that they weren't assessing the lineman situation and they weren't taking linemen. And then they finally started taking linemen and it didn't work out. Uh, Greg said Matt Barkley might be starting playing this Sunday for the G-Men. They, they've been talking about Tommy DeVito, so we'll see. Uh, Fields might be playing. Herbert might play. So... Yeah, a lot of nasty boy plays this week due to the quality teams on by a dirty fantasy week. So, yeah, I mean, we'll see. So, I mean, uh, Justin Justin Fields right now to go back to – let me go back to Chicago for a second here. I'm Fields has a thumb injury, limited participant. Uh, Tyson Badgett has been playing uh, the rookie out of Division II, Shepherd College. Shout out to him for – getting out there and getting this opportunity, fighting for it, like I talked about with Tommy DeVito. So, you know, we'll see. But I, I just, I mean, I I can't sit here and tell you to play Justin Fields any week, even if they're playing Carolina, because I'm just not, I'm not sold. I'm not sold on it at all. And, and I don't want to put you in a situation where you're relying on him to win you a game. Uh, hopefully you're not in that situation. That would not be a good one to be in. However, if you're, if you're a C.J. Stroud owner, Houston's playing at Cincinnati. C.J. Stroud uh, trying to make a case for offensive rookie of the year. Uh, C.J. Stroud in this matchup, not a bad play. I have him as, uh, I would say, well, depending on who you have off, it's a good time to play him. I mean, you might have some guys on by, right? If you have Pat Mahomes or 
you have one of the Rams quarterbacks or Tua, or you have Jalen Hurts, uh, this could be the week to play C.J. Stroud. By the way, if you drafted Tua and C.J. or Jalen and C.J. or Pat Mahomes and C.J., shout out to you because you are a genius up to this point of this year's fantasy football. C.J. Stroud, not a bad play in this one, especially during a bye week. I would say he's a mid-range QB1, and I do like what he can do out there. It's hard to say exactly who he's going to go to, but I would put Nico Collins or Nathaniel Dell as a wide receiver three, and I'd put Dalton Schultz as a low-end one, high-end two for this week at tight end for Houston. On the other side, Joe Burrow's worth the play. I got him as a one, Mixon as a one. Jamar Chase, if he's healthy to go, he's questionable with a back injury, so just watch that. If not, T. Higgins gets a little more value. Right now he's a wide receiver two. And, you know, it's hard for me to to really lean on and say Tyler Boyd's the guy stuck around in Cincinnati for many years. And even with them drafting T. Higgins and Jamar Chase, we're still seeing Tyler Boyd. So I would put him as a wide receiver three this week for this matchup. If you have a question, uh, make sure you continue to send those in to us. Happy to answer them or a topic. New Orleans at Minnesota. We'll go to New Orleans first, as we always do the road game first in NFL Week 10 of the 2023-24 season. Uh, Minnesota's in a in, in a unique place right now with Kirk Cousins out. Uh, very faithful man of God, which I appreciate and respect. And I love the fact that he doesn't hide it. Also love the video of him laying on the couch and, and throwing to his son and saying, you know, that was the only receiver he could throw to. So that was pretty cool here. And let's see what Doss said. I got Boyd in a flex position. Yeah. So wide receiver three would put him exactly there. So good stuff for that, Doss. And uh, New Orleans for this. Derek Carr, I mean, he's been okay, right? He's been okay. I'm a Derek Carr fan. I really am. I mean, I think he's the best quarterback New Orleans has had since Drew Brees decided to retire. And I was never going to be ready for Drew Brees to retire because I just like Drew Brees. And I like the work that he's done over the years. You know, I got a lot of respect for Drew Brees and he's a Super Bowl champion. So, and, and I'll never forget standing in front of the TV as a kid when they said the Chargers might get rid of Drew Brees or Phillip Rivers. And when, and when they got rid of Drew Brees, I stood in front of my TV and I said, that's a mistake. And I said, I think that's a mistake. And, and I didn't think they should have gotten rid of Drew Brees and, and ended up biting them in the butt. So, Looking at New Orleans recently here, Chris Olave as well as Taysom Hill, Juwan Johnson uh, all caught touchdown passes. Juwan caught up a touchdown pass from Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill was sitting out there in free agency in one of my fantasy leagues, and I needed a tight end because one of my guys is hurt or one of my guys is on bye, and I don't even I don't think my other guy was serviceable, so. I went ahead and I picked up Taysom Hill. I couldn't believe he was out there going into week 10, but thank you to whoever did that for me. I appreciate that tremendously. Uh, Derek Carr, like I said, uh, he hasn't been bad. This game against the Minnesota Vikings, though, I I mean, I I do like their defense. I do like, you know, things about them, but Derek Carr, just him by the numbers, his completion percentage has been really good. Uh, It's been over 70% the last two games. It's been over 70% in three games this season. He has thrown 10 10 touchdowns to four interceptions. He threw no interceptions the last two weeks. So I think Derek Carr, too, in this bye week, if you got somebody off, he's a serviceable guy. I got him as a QB1 in this matchup, probably a mid-range QB1. I like Alvin Kamara. 
in the game. I like Chris Olave, uh, Michael Thomas. I'm not as big of a Michael Thomas fan as maybe some other people are. I thought Chris Olave as a rookie would be the number one guy, and he was, and he continues to be. Uh, Michael Thomas, I'd probably say a wide receiver, low end two, high end three, but I like Chris Olave as a starter. Uh, Juwan Johnson, he's a guy who's got a lot of talent, but sometimes they throw to him and sometimes they don't. He's had a lot of different quarterbacks over the last couple of years in New Orleans. So I like Juwan, but I got him as a two just because of the fact that, you know, if they utilize him, he can come up with a big play, but it's a big if. And then as far as Taysom Hill, he is the true definition of a flex and you should play him. I'm playing him, putting him out there this week in my flex. On the other side, Josh Dobbs taken over here as the quarterback. Jaron Hall did some good things, but unfortunately he got a concussion. God bless to him and hope he heals completely and for good. And no matter what, uh, through God and he handles well, whatever comes his way, including this concussion. Uh, Josh Dobbs is a starter. I wouldn't start him for your fantasy team. Alexander Madison, I have him as a low end uh, two, high end three. Not, you know, in a deep league, he might be your running back two, but he's not your one. Hopefully not your one. Uh, Jordan Addison, I do like him in this. And I have him as a wide receiver, probably three, in my opinion. I like TJ Hawkinson, but every quarterback has their guy. How often will Josh Dobbs utilize him? He also has a rib injury, so just monitor that. I have Hawkinson as a probably a, a tight end, too, just because I don't know how much Josh Dobbs is going to be comfortable with him because every quarterback has their guy. I mean, it could be a really talented receiver or tight end, but if that quarterback doesn't have a relationship with them, they won't throw their way. And that's why you see guys that weren't household names become household names and guys you anticipated getting you points, not getting you points because every quarterback has the guys that they like to throw to. Uh, Green Bay at the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm not playing Jordan Love. Aaron Jones, I'll play him in this game. So A.J. Dillon with Aaron Jones back. I, I got A.J. Dillon is, is maybe a running back three in a deep league, maybe a four. Uh, AJ Aaron Jones, I got him as a running back two in your league. He might be your one, but I'm just not sold on Green Bay's offense. And if Jordan is not moving the ball with his arm, then you know, I think the, the rushing game it's easy to kind of scheme for that. Uh, Christian Watson's questionable with a back injury. I'm not really, I'm the offense of Green Bay is questionable. So if I had to pick, I'm gonna say Aaron Jones would be the only one I'd put out there of the Green Bay team. On the other side with the Pittsburgh Steelers, I like Najee Harris. I like George Pickens. I know he was quiet recently, but I do like George Pickens because Pickett likes him. Pickett to Pickens is fun to say, and they seem to make us say that a lot. Dante Johnson, you know, if <clears throat> if you want to put Dante Johnson out there as a, as a flex receiver, he's not a guy that I feel great about. So uh, Greg said Dobbs throw, loves throwing the tight ends. Acres, unfortunately, out for the season. So, and I mean, we'll see. You know, and Cam Akers, unfortunately, he's a guy who continues to get hurt. So the Rams moved on from him. And and so, I mean, it's it's sad to see the former uh, Florida State running back uh, be in this position where, you know, we haven't really seen what he could be for a full season and how he can blossom because he gets hurt. So, you know, you said Dobbs loves throwing the tight ends, but again, every – Every quarterback has their guy, and maybe maybe he likes throwing to Josh Oliver more than he likes throwing to 
TJ Hawkinson, you know, I mean, look at Desmond Ritter. He was throwing more to Johnu Smith than he was throwing to Kyle Pitts. And everybody thought Kyle Pitts was going to be the number one receiver, let alone the number one tight end in Atlanta. And that hasn't happened. And Johnson has been on fire, but again, it's consistency. Jawan Johnson's a guy that you want to believe is going to be an every game guy, but they have to keep going to him every game. He has the talent. I believe he does. I said it years ago, but are they going to, are they going to keep going to him is the question. Looking, speaking of going to him, looking at Pitt, Deontay Johnson, you know, he had seven catches, 90 yards, nine targets and a touchdown recently. Jalen Warren gets involved in the passing game and in the rushing game with Najee Harris. And so I think Jalen Warren's not a bad flex as a running back three or four. I like Najee Harris is probably your running back two. Uh, Deontay Johnson, I would say, I would say you can put him or Pickens as your wide receiver too. Now that I'm taking a deeper look at it, a lot more value fantasy wise on Pitt than I see on Green Bay. Tennessee at Tampa Bay before we take our first step aside here on Fantasy Football and Focus for NFL Week 10, 2023-24 season here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, proudly presented by the Wildcat Sports Pub. Let's get into Tennessee at Tampa Bay. Tennessee has moved on from, you know, seemingly they've they've moved on from Malik Willis. They have had an injured <clears throat> Ryan Tannehill and Will Levis, who they did not draft in the first round, is their starting quarterback. So the Tennessee Titans and Will Levis recently, after having four touchdowns, no interceptions, had no touchdowns, one interception in his second game in the NFL, uh, 22, car- 22 throws, uh, pardon me, completions for on 39 attempts, 262 yards. So not a great day against Pitt, but the game was close 20 to 16. So looking at this matchup for Tennessee at Tampa, <clears throat> for the Tampa Bay Bucks, we'll go to them second, Tampa first. Will Levis, I'm not going to tell you to put him out there. He's a QB two for me <clears throat> right now. Derrick Henry, I play Derrick Henry. Tajay Spears, uh, again, you know, the rookie, I covered him out of Tulane, covered him in the Cotton Bowl earlier this year. There's been some good things here. And White has been a PPR monster, and I'm going to get into White for sure because uh, I've been telling you to play him these last few weeks. I think I've been telling you to play him pretty much the majority of the season. But Derrick Henry, yes. Tajay Spears, flex. DeAndre Hopkins, I mean, Levis likes to throw to him. So he had 11 targets his way. So I, I don't think it's a bad idea. DeAndre in a deep league, I would say, is a wide receiver two. In a not so deep league, I would say he's a wide receiver three. You know, you could put him out there. I don't. I don't think you should leave him on your bench. But is he your dominant receiver? No. You know, I, he's not a number one to me. Not yet. He was, but not right now. Rashad White on the other side. I think he's definitely worth the play. Uh, Tennessee has not been a very consistent team, and uh, looking at the numbers. They've allowed 16 points, 24, 27, 27, 16, or pardon me, 23, 24, 23, and 20. So they're commonly allowing you at least 20 points. I like Rashad White in this game. I'd probably put him as a low-end one, high-end two for the matchup. More Normally, I'd probably put him as a two, but I definitely think you you should put him out there. I like Mike Evans and Chris Godwin in this game as well. It's hard to pick one over the other. But, you know, I would say uh, by the numbers, if I'm looking at them strictly for this year only, the Tampa Bay wide receivers, 
then I would say, you know, at this point in the season, uh, Evans has 594 yards. Godwin has 468. They've been targeted almost the same amount. Godwin 62 targets, Evans 60. Godwin caught 40, Evans caught 37. So, you know, I mean, Evans is more in the end zone, five touchdowns to the one for Godwin, but PPR and yardage, it's hard for me to pick either one of these guys over the other guy. And Tennessee can stop the run. So that's why, you know, Rashad White, I I think he's worth the play, but I mean, is he the, is he a number one guy? I don't have him on that. Uh, Doss said, I always like Carr as well. I bet the Raiders are wishing they never chased him out. I definitely agree on that. Don't you diss Deontay and jinx me. And uh, yeah, uh, Doss, kidding is fine, but uh, please no swearing on our on our feeds here. That's not something that we accept toward me or toward any other uh, person on the feed. So uh, there's no disrespect to Deontay Johnson. I told you to play him. So uh, Tennessee can stop the run. So I would say, you know, yeah, I mean, Tennessee's defense is something to look at, but I still think that Rashad White's worth the play. Mayfield is locked into the quarterback position this year. And yeah, I mean, I was hoping Kyle Trash would get an opportunity. That didn't happen. So we'll see how Mayfield does. And But I do like Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. I think whoever the quarterback is, those guys are two guys you're happy to have in your cabinet. San Francisco at Jacksonville, we will do after this fast break on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, where sports meets life right after this. Avicoli's, located on the corner of Route 57 and Wetzel Road in Liverpool, New York, has been your trusted neighbor for decades. Located just steps from Liverpool High School, we're happy to have the Liverpool Warriors on-site, on-location broadcast at Avicoli's through Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora every single month, featuring student-athletes, coaches, and administration throughout the year from Liverpool High School. Head out to Avicoli's today on the corner of Route 57 and Wetzel Road in Liverpool, New York, open Tuesday through Sunday for lunch, dinner, and drinks. We'd love to see you out there. And of course, you can call them at 315-622-5100 for takeout, delivery, and catering. That's 315-622-5100. And also find them on myavicolis.com. That's myavicolis.com. Having peace of mind when you're out of town that your furry-loving friend is safe and sound means taking them to Canine Campground because we all know that when it comes to the love of our pets, it goes well beyond the call of duty to make sure they're safe and sound. Right, Lily? <laughs> so take a ride to 242 Johnson Street in East Syracuse, New York and see Canine Campground and where your dog will be staying in the classic cabin, the executive cabin, the grand cabin, or of course the luxury cabin, because if you know Lily, you know she loves luxury. <laughs> now you don't have to wait to the last minute to find a family member or a friend that'll take your dog for a few days. Call Canine Campground at 315-299-4013. That's 315-299-4013. Their drop-off and pick-up times are Monday through Sunday. Check Canine campground.com for more information that's the letter k the number nine and campground spelled with a k.com k9campground.com
When you're going out of town, bring your dog to canine campground. PB&J's Lunchbox, the food truck that you love finding all throughout Central and Upstate New York, now has a street-side cafe. So when you're craving their traditional favorites as well as their out-of-box amazing menu items, you can now head to 663 Old Liverpool Road in Liverpool, New York, located just minutes from the highway, the thruway, Destiny USA, and Onondaga Lake Parkway. PB&J's Lunchbox Street-Side Cafe is there for you Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to 7 p.m., serving breakfast, lunch, and dinner all throughout the day. Get breakfast for dinner, dinner for lunch, whatever you fancy, including their award-winning grilled peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Find them at 663 Old Liverpool Road in Liverpool, New York. PB&J's Lunchbox, where we love to know what's in your lunchbox. This is a special message from 317 at Montgomery restaurant owner Joel Carpenter. Open Tuesday through Saturday for your dining pleasure on 317 Montgomery Street in Syracuse, New York. We wanted to be a part of the resurgence of Syracuse. We saw uh, a lot of money being put into bringing people back downtown and thought that, you know, we'd like to be a part of that. I love putting together a good dish where people see it first, they fall in love with it, and then it tastes just as good as it looks. We want to provide the best food in Syracuse that we possibly can, and we want you to leave here talking to your family, your friends about what you had to eat first and foremost, but also our service and to walk out feeling like you're part of our family. I work out in the front of the house a lot, and I love walking to every single table asking them how everything is and people looking at me and smiling and saying, this is the most amazing short rib I've ever had. This is the most amazing filet I've ever had. And Donna is great. Sarah's amazing. Thank you for coming over and talking to us. And then them just being truly happy for the experience that they've gotten. 317 at Montgomery Restaurant, part of the fabric of downtown Syracuse, located on 317 Montgomery Street in Syracuse, New York, open Tuesday through Saturday for a unique and memorable dining experience. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, where sports truly meets that thing called life. Appreciate you being here. Every single Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern time, having some fun with us where sports meets that thing called life. We are inside of our fantasy football content. We appreciate everybody around the country and the world joining us here for our fantasy football broadcasts as we cover NFL week 10 of the 2023-24 season. So a lot of great stuff coming up here and uh, very happy to have you here on the broadcast. So Having a good time. Appreciate you so very much and definitely looking forward to our conversation as we continue here. San Francisco at Jacksonville, uh, our next game that we have up here on the docket for you and the San Francisco 49ers on a three-game losing streak. The Jacksonville Jaguars on a five-game winning streak and the San Francisco uh, 49ers and the Jacksonville Jaguars are getting breaks here recently and uh, some time to relax, rejuvenate, and refuel, uh, courtesy of the bye week. And so in uh, in week nine, 
here, we saw that the Jacksonville Jaguars and the San Francisco 49ers were each off. So they're coming off of the same bye week as they get set to face off against each other that game at 1 p.m. Eastern time on Fox in Jacksonville, Florida, inside of Everbank Stadium. So we'll go to the San Francisco 49ers first as they are the road team. Now, some people looking at San Francisco thought they were contenders, number one defense in the country, number one team in the country to some people, and Brock Purdy, people sold, people drinking the Kool-Aid, they're with them, they're on it, you know, and and big-time fans of Brock Purdy. And now the team's lost three in a row, and the question is how many people have stuck with Purdy, how many people are sticking with San Francisco? Do they, do they believe that San Fran can beat Philadelphia? We'll see where where San Fran is, right? The Jacksonville Jaguars started the season one and two, lost two games in a row at home after winning on the road at Indy, and they had that time to reset, refocus, and regroup, which I had talked to the team about, and they went off to London. They won two games in London, and they've been on a five-game winning streak, and that started the five-game winning streak. For San Fran, hoping the same thing, right? Three-game losing streak, they take a break. They have a bye week. They have the opportunity to regroup, reset, refocus. So now they have the chance to kind of turn the tide of their season as well. So we'll see what happens from here. But I know both of these teams are hoping that they will be inside of the postseason this season. I don't think you can count out San Francisco. I hope people aren't counting out San Francisco, but, you know, we'll see. You know, it, it really doesn't matter because people called Brock Purdy, right? He got drafted last, so they call him Mr. Irrelevant. And when he got drafted, I didn't like it. You know, I said, he's not irrelevant to me. He's not Mr. Irrelevant. I thought it was strange, you know, that he was the last pick of the draft. So I'm happy to see him to be the number one guy in San Fran. He's playing one of the best defenses in the country, arguably one of the top three defenses in the country. So, I mean, this is the battle of two really strong defenses and which quarterback is going to be able to score on those defenses. So Brock Purdy, I have him as a, you know, I still, I, I like Brock Purdy a lot. And I would say at this point for this game specifically, uh, Brock Purdy for me, uh, looking at how he's performed, despite the fact that the team's lost three in a row you know, he won touchdown in each of those games and at least one interception in each of those games. He threw all five of his interceptions in those three losses of the last three games that San Fran had. Uh, one touchdown, one interception against Cleveland, one touchdown, two picks against Minnesota, one touchdown, two interceptions against Cincinnati. So I would say Brock Purdy for me this week would be a low end. I'd probably say a quarterback too. Quarterback too. I, I like him. I do. And I, and I think if you somehow had Mahomes and Purdy and you got to play Purdy this week, you know, it's not a horrible thing. I just, I probably would put him as, it's tough for me to say like, yeah, he's definitely a quarterback too, but he's playing Jacksonville's defense. He also has a lot of talent though. So, and this bye week makes things interesting. So, I mean, I'm kind of going back and forth with it. I guess I guess I'd put him as not a bad backup for you. You might have to play this week. So, let's say I would say mid to low range quarterback one cuz I still think there's some things that he can do this week for sure. 
And then Christian McCaffrey, you got to play Christian McCaffrey. Debo Samuel is questionable with a shoulder injury. Just watch that, monitor that. Brandon Ayuk is a guy that you could put out there. I have him as a low end two, high end three. George Kittle, I have him as a one, especially if Debo is not able to go or if they use him less because of you know him being hampered by injury. Trevor Lawrence on the other side, I got him as a QB one. He's playing San Fran's defense. He's going to be challenged, but I think that Trevor has the opportunity to be elite in this league. I think Brock Purdy has a sneaky opportunity to do the same thing, but I, I picked Trevor Lawrence a little bit higher than Purdy in this game. So I got Purdy as a mid to low range one. I have Trevor as a one and above uh, a step. I, I would say a step above Brock Purdy. Travis Etienne Jr., you got to play him in one of your two running back spots. And Calvin Ridley, I would look to Calvin Ridley as well. I got him in this matchup. And because they can stretch the field with Christian Kirk and Calvin Ridley and Evan Engram, I think they're all worth the play for you. I would say Calvin Ridley and Christian Kirk are safely a wide receiver twos, but they're good in PPR leagues. They get targeted a lot. The catch, well, I should say Kirk gets targeted a lot, catches the ball a lot. Calvin's getting targeted more. Evan Engram gets targeted a lot too, and he's good at getting you those big time uh, opportunities. Uh, Trevor Lawrence trusts him in big game situations. So to me, they're all worth the play in this matchup. A lot of fantasy value on both sides in this game. And just watch to see on Debo if he's able to go. Let's see what Greg said. QB rankings are a bit skewed due to the fact there are three top quarterbacks on by. It's certainly a nasty boy week in fantasy, especially in 12 team and deeper leagues. Yeah, and that's the thing. That's why I went back and forth with Brock Purdy because because Pat Mahomes is off, because, you know, we're looking at Tua being off, Jalen Hurts being off. If you have Brock Purdy, then then you play him this week. And, you know, I, I think his his value goes up even higher in a situation like this. But I like Trevor Lawrence a little bit more this week, but but I am a Brock Purdy fan. Uh, Cleveland at Baltimore. This is a game that could go one of many ways. You look at this game. <laughs> at the onset of it and say, this is Baltimore's game. And then you realize that Cleveland started the losing streak for San Francisco. So, I mean, Deshaun Watson this season, taking a look at, you know, what he's, what he's done so far this season in a season where he's gotten to actually get out there and play for the Cleveland Browns after they gave him a fully guaranteed contract. Outside of the indie game, where we only saw him on five attempts, looking at the rest of the season for him, he's had one touchdown, one pick, one touchdown, one pick, two touchdowns, no picks, two touchdowns, no picks, six touchdowns, three interceptions in the games where we've seen him throw at least 29 passes, which he's thrown 29, 40, 33, 5, and 30. So he has thrown the ball a bunch this season. They've won three out of four games where he's throwing the ball at least 29 times. So, and that's against Cincinnati. It's a loss to Pittsburgh, a win against Tennessee and a win against Arizona. Now that competition isn't great outside of the Cincinnati game and arguably Tennessee, depending on how they finish the season, Indy kind of eh, Arizona kind of eh, but Indy has a good defense. So I do give him some credit for that. So Deshaun Watson's kind of been a little bit more of a pleasant surprise playing Baltimore. And this week, I think he, Again, with a bunch of quarterbacks being off, Deshaun Watson is a serviceable QB1 this week. I would normally probably have him as a low-end one, high-end two, but he's worth the play this week. Against Baltimore, it can go one of two ways. Am I feeling great about it? No. I think he he's 
serviceable this week with the guys that are off. Jerome Ford, Kareem Hunt. Uh, Jerome Ford, I got him as a uh, running back three. Kareem Hunt, maybe a running back four. Amari Cooper, I have him as a low end one, high end two at receiver. David Njoku, uh, not a bad play. I am as a low end one, high end two at tight end. A Lamar Jackson, I play him on the other side of it because of everything that he can do. Keaton Mitchell, who we talked about before when Doss brought him up. Uh, Keaton Mitchell could be a home run guy, right? Could have another good week, or he could just dip off and disappear. So, I, I mean, if you can trade Keaton and you can get something good for him, Doss, I would look to move him because, like I said, people are probably buying him high right now, especially when they're scouring the waiver wire and free agency. I like Gus Edwards because Gus Edwards, again, has always been Mr. Reliable, even though the Ravens refuse to make him the number one guy on the depth chart season in and season out. So he ends up becoming the guy anyways. I like Gus Edwards in this game. I would put him as a running back too for you. I like Zay Flowers as a true flex guy because you know he can help you out, but he's kind of been up and down. Mark Andrews, of course, is worth the play. Keaton Mitchell, you maybe want to put him out there if you got guys injured, guys on by. He could be a guy that you can hope hits another home run this week, but I would temper your expectations. Atlanta at Arizona for our next matchup here. Atlanta has changed their quarterback, and Arizona has changed their quarterback as well. So uh, Atlanta has gone with Taylor Heineke, and Taylor Heineke recently here, when he got the start, again, uh, going to Janu Smith again. People thinking about Kyle Pitts, but Janu Smith seems to be the guy that these quarterbacks like to go to, Ritter and Heineke. So looking at uh, Heineke here in the last couple games, uh, two losses, uh, one touchdown, no interceptions, one touchdown, one interception is how he's looked so far. His completion percentage is below 58% in both of these games. So I would say Bijan Robinson is worth the play for you in this. Tyler Algier as well. Kyle Pitts, Jonu Smith, it's hard to say which one is going to be the guy. That's the difficulty of, of this team. And Drake London's got a groin injury. Groin and hamstring are the nagging ones. For especially for receivers and tight ends and running backs. So I'm I'm concerned about this situation for sure. And I would kind of, you know, obviously with him not being 100%, I don't know if I'd put him out there. And then Kyle Pitts and Jonu Smith, because it's been all over the place, it's hard to, for, it's hard for me to say which one to play. A lot of people don't want to leave Kyle Pitts on the bench because they keep believing in his his name. But Jonu Smith has been the guy that they've been trusting in more. So Heineke kind of shared it here, though. Six targets to Jonu, five to Kyle. Kyle caught four of his five. Jonu caught five of his six. Jonu had 100 yards. Kyle had 56 yards. So both of those guys, it's hard to pick one over the other. But if he's going to do that and they're going to get those numbers and they're playing Arizona's defense, if you have Kyle or Janu, you probably could play either one of them this week and get away with some points. So I think either one of them is serviceable as a low-end one, high-end two. I'd love to put one of them as a definite one but or a high-end one, I should say. But it's just, who is he going to go to? On the other side of it, Kyler Murray. He's got the ACL. He's coming back from if he's able to play and God willing, he is. We'll see what he can do from here. I'm excited to see him come back, but I'm not sold on a guy who hasn't played in 10 weeks of this season coming in cold and 
seeing what he can do. I hope he does well. I hope he makes it a game. I'm not sold on anybody because of that. Uh, maybe you want to try Trey McBride as a tight end too. There's a lot of injuries again to their running back core. But if James Conner can come back, then James Conner could be a guy on the waiver wire or a free agent guy or a guy that you just have left on your bench forever waiting for him to come back. He could be a guy to put out there in this matchup as maybe a running back two or a running back three, I would say. I'm a big fan of James Conner, but again, it's, you know, if he is able to come back and he is able to play in this game, what are we going to see out of the gate? Now, James Conner is a guy that I would trust more than most to come back and immediately have an impact because he's that type of a player. But I don't, I wouldn't put him as my one. May I would probably flex him out, I would say. Uh, Detroit, Jared Goff playing up against the Chargers. Jared Goff this season by the numbers for those that don't know. I mean, you might look at Detroit and say, you know, this team could easily be seven and one. But, you know, I mean, they had a terrible loss to the Ravens by 32 points. Outside of that, they've been pretty darn good. Jared Goff has by the numbers this season overall. And, and of course, they just got a win over the Raiders, which the Raiders fired their head coach and they fired their general manager. So not not a not a great situation for the Raiders. And they're smoking cigars after they beat the Giants like they won the Super Bowl. That's strange to me. I mean, everybody can celebrate the way that they want to celebrate. But I, I want to take a look at how he's been this season. Uh, Goff by the numbers from the beginning of the season to now, this is how it goes. Touchdown to interception. One to zero, three to one, one to one, one to one, three to zero, two to zero, zero to one, one to one. So it's been very inconsistent. He has 12 touchdowns to five interceptions overall. So, you know, I mean, assessing his play against Las Vegas, they're not a great team. But looking at his play against Baltimore, he was 33 of 53. No touchdowns, one interception. Amon Ross St. Brown had 19 targets, caught 13 of them. That's insane. 19 targets. Feels like an Alabama wide receiver. Gibbs in the backfield had 10 targets, nine catches. Laporta had seven targets, six catches. So he's spreading the ball out, and he's really helping you in PPR. He's helping the receivers and the running backs that you might have. So that's a great thing. Jared Goff in this game, his inconsistencies got me putting him Probably as a QB two, but again, because of Jalen Hurts and Tua and Patty Mahomes being off, this could be the week that you play him. Jameer Gibbs is definitely worth the play. I like him. He's a high-end running back two in a deep, deep league. He might be a one. He's being used a lot, like I said, uh, catching the ball recently here too, even in a terrible loss. So David Montgomery, you just watch that. He's got a rib injury. God willing, he'll be back. Amon Ross St. Brown gets targeted a lot, as I told you. I think he's worth the play. I think, I think Sam Laporta, who I was excited about his season as a tight end, and he hasn't disappointed me. He's worth the play as well. On the other side of it, Justin Herbert's playing Detroit's defense. So I got Justin Herbert as a low-end one, high-end two at quarterback. He's a talented guy, but that's where I have him now, again, because of the off he might be your quarterback that you play this week and I completely understand it if you do I would like to see a little bit more from Justin Herbert you know he's he's been up and down I mean you look at him over the weeks touchdown interception from beginning to now 
one to zero, two to zero, three to zero. So it was good. Then it was one to one, two to one, one to two, three to zero, and then no touchdowns, no interceptions in the win over the Jets, where they won twenty seven to six. Most recently on Monday Night Football. So, I mean, I still think he's worth the play. I do. So I'll put him as a low. Eh, I'll, I'll put him as a mid range one. Justin Herbert's just hard for me to not call a one. I like him. You know, he stays healthy. He gets himself out there. God bless him. Austin Eckler's worth the play too, but he's playing Detroit, so I probably am as a running back too. Keenan Allen's worth the play for you. I would like to hope that he's your receiver too, and he's not your number one. But to a lot of teams, you know, he could be your number one guy, especially in a deep deep league. Quentin Johnston. He's a rookie out of TCU. I don't think there's anybody beyond Keenan Allen that I'm going to tell you to play. Mike Williams is unfortunately injured with the ACL, so that's sad. But I like Austin Eckler. I like Keenan Allen. But I do like Detroit's defense and special teams, so watch that. The Giants at Dallas. Let's take a look at this matchup here. Giants at Dallas. The New York football Giants. We'll go to them first as they are the road team. So the New York Giants taking a look at this. Tommy DeVito is your starting quarterback. So I would look to Saquon Barkley. And that's it. I mean, that's that's really all I have for this is Saquon Barkley. I, I don't think I'd put anybody else out there. I think it's I think it's just Saquon for for the Giants. He's not my QB one, or pardon me, my running back one, but he's serviceable. So put him out there. Uh, I would. But for Dallas, I mean, Dallas, listen, I want to tell you that this should be an easy game for Dallas. I want to tell you, Dak Prescott, Tony Pollard, CeeDee Lamb, even Brandon Cooks is a flex. I want to tell you all that stuff. But the Dallas Cowboys have had a really good season. They fought hard against Philadelphia. They lost by five. And then they gave Arizona their only win of the season. So Dallas, again, in this Dak Prescott era, they're just confusing. They're really confusing. CD gets a lot of work. I like Jake Ferguson. He got 10 targets, 7 catches, 91 yards, and a touchdown. He's been on my radar just kind of moving up as a tight end to me. Uh, Jalen Tolbert's being utilized as well. So, you know, I would say in this game – Tony Pollard, running back two, Dak Prescott, QB one, C.D. Lamb, wide receiver one, Jake Ferguson, I would say tight end one, and Jalen Tolbert, if you want to maybe flex him out, I, I think the value is is pretty much all in Dallas for this game. But again, games like this that look like it's an easy Dallas win, this is where Dallas struggles, and it's super confusing. It's like, do they play down to the competition that they're playing and play up, right? They play up to Philadelphia, fight like heck, but then they play down to Arizona. So we'll see. Hopefully they're not playing down to a Giants team that I think is not in a good situation. As far as Washington, uh, the commanders at the Seattle Seahawks, I would say Brian Robinson Jr., definitely worth the play. They're playing in Seattle. I'm going to put him as uh, running back two. In some leagues, he might be a low-end one for you, depending on how, how deep the league is. I like Terry McLaurin. Terry McLaurin's been – he's proven he can play with any quarterback that's in Washington. So I would play Terry McLaurin 
I got him as a low end. I probably I probably call him your wide receiver. Well, he's not. I would probably yeah, I'd call him your wide receiver one. I would Jahan Dotson. I would say he's another guy to put out there. I would I would say in this matchup, I would call him a wide receiver too. Probably on the other side of it, Geno Smith. You know, Geno to me for this, and, I, and I'm not playing Sam Howell. And I'm just, I'm not sold on Sam Howell bailing me out. I, I'm just, I'm not, you know, and on, on the side of it for Geno, taking a look at him statistically this season, Geno Smith so far this season, looking at his numbers from start to now, uh, touchdown interception, one zero two zero one 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 zero zero two two one two two zero one. So he has nine touchdowns, seven interceptions this season. I don't want to tell you to play him, especially against Washington. But Washington got rid of uh, pretty much their entire defensive line. So I don't know who's going to be rushing Geno Smith. But <laughs> I like Kenneth Walker the third, DK Metcalf, and Tyler Lockett. I don't know if I would be playing Geno. I hope you don't have to. I had some injuries last week, so I picked up Geno. And again, I think he's a serviceable guy. But... Is he the guy that I want to lean on and put my fantasy life on? No. But I do like Kenneth Walker III. I like DK and I like Tyler Lockett because he can get the ball out. I just am not sold on his numbers finishing off for me being a top thing here. Uh, taking a look at some comments that came in. Uh, you taking the Giants plus 16 and a half points. So, yeah, man, I, again, Dallas in games where Dallas should just annihilate their opponent. They struggle, and it's not just this season. So it, I'm nervous about that. Uh, Greg said, Sam Howell has been sneaky good in fantasy so far this season, top 10 quarterback. Uh, looking at Sam, well, I want to look at Sam Howell by the numbers, but I'm not playing Geno Smith. For those of you wondering like what my final analysis was, I'm not, I'm not putting him out there in this game. Sam Howell, uh, to look at him so far, his completion percentage is about 67%. So that's huge. I mean, it kind of goes up and down, and it's weird because he had terrible completion percentage against the Giants, but he also threw the ball 42 times. But he threw the ball 52 times against Philadelphia, 45 times against England, 41 times against Philly for, in, in their first game on the road against Philly, 51 times against Chicago, 39 times against Denver. I mean, they're they're asking him to throw the ball a lot, and he has 14 touchdowns and nine interceptions. So he's throwing the ball more than Geno Smith, and he's his touchdown-to-interception ratio is better than Geno's. Completion percentage this season, sixty-one from the first game to now, 61 61.3, 69.2, 65.5, 70.7, 72.6, 60.9, 52.4, and 75 and 64.4. So, and Greg, yeah, that's why I said play Tyler Lockett and DK with Washington giving up yardage. Sam Howell, I mean, touchdown interception, beginning of the season and now, one to one, two to nothing, zero to four against Buffalo in a 37 to three loss at home. Uh, one to zero, two to one, three to zero, zero to one, four to one, one to one. So he's been kind of all over the place and in getting into the end zone. But his completion percentage is good. I like Terry McLaurin, obviously, out there. And he's throwing a lot. He's throwing 
a lot. So maybe you pick him up this week if you need a quarterback. But he's playing in Seattle against the 12th man, and Seattle's different at home than they are on the road. So, you know, uh, would I play Sam? I still got him as a quarterback too. But I also told you last year that he would he would be the starter before the end of the season as a rookie, and he did not disappoint me in that respect. So I'm a fan of Sam's. And as I'm sitting here talking about, what do you say? Sam Howell is a better fantasy quarterback than an actual win you a game quality quarterback. Yeah. So you're saying he's better in fantasy than in reality. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would agree if he's throwing the ball that much, the amount of yardage that he's getting, then I mean, yeah, I, I definitely can agree with you on that. And I can understand where you're coming from for sure. So, yeah, I get that. I definitely get that, Greg. It's a good point. So, uh, in my opinion, and it's funny because when I was talking about Sam Howell and I'm like, I'm not putting him out there, I get this kind of pull that when I say certain things on the show, I kind of have that thought, like, are you sure? Like, Gino, I'm not, like, I was like, I wouldn't put Gino out there, and I didn't think twice about that for this week. But Sam Howell, I said it, and then I was like, go back and look at his numbers. And so he was one of the ones that kind of, you know, I got that kind of pullback, like go look and see what he's doing. He's throwing the ball a ton. So maybe he's the guy you do pick up this week. Maybe he's the guy that, that, that you put out there and you play, but again, he's at Seattle. That's, that's my concern. If he was at home, I'd probably tell you to play him this week. If you have Pat Mahomes off or Jalen hurts or Tua Tungavaloa. but you know, Sam Howell is better than you might think he is, but I agree. Greg said it very well. He's a better fantasy quarterback than he's a win you games in reality quarterback. And that's, that's what it is. And as soon as I said, no, that was the only one this where I was like, mm, maybe not, maybe you should. But it's in Seattle. That's my that's my only qualms about it. It's that it's in Seattle. But he throws the ball a lot. <laughs> throwing the ball like Brett Favre. Speaking of Brett Favre, he was a Jet. Jets at Raiders. We'll be talking about Sunday night football and Monday night football. Denver at Buffalo right after this fast break on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. Stay with us. Carvel DeWitt. It's what happy tastes like. Do you know why? Because we make ice cream. Creamy, rich, flavorful ice cream. Not yogurt or iced milk like some of our competitors. Ice cream. Fresh, by hand, daily. For the calorie conscious, we have something new for you. Our new Carvelite. Same great flavor, creaminess, and texture of our regular ice cream with only 35 calories an ounce. So whether you want an ice cream cake, flying saucer, dasher, Carvelanche, hard or soft ice cream, we will satisfy your craving with our fresh, handmade, regular, or new Carvelite ice cream. Carvel DeWitt. It's what happy tastes like. The Wildcat Sports Pub in Camillus, New York, is located on 3680 Milton Avenue in the Home Depot Plaza. It is your family-friendly sports bar and restaurant. Folks, some sports bars aren't family-friendly. Some family-friendly restaurants are not sports bars. The Wildcat Sports Pub in Camillus, New York, is proud to be both. It is that marriage that you've been looking for for years. The Wildcat Sports Pub is your home base 
for your sports bar and restaurant needs, games for the kids, indoor and outdoor activities, and enough things on the menu to come back every single week and get to try something new. They're open Sundays from noon to 8 p.m., Monday through Wednesday, 11 a.m. to 11 p.m., and Thursday through Saturday from 11 a.m. to midnight. For reservations and party information, call 315-487-2222 for the Wildcat family-friendly sports pub and restaurant. GG Cards and Breaks on 639 Delmar Place in Syracuse, New York is the perfect place right off of Teal Avenue to take all of those players that you love, all those teams that you love, and to bring them home with you, right? To go and find your favorite players' relics and autographs and so much more. It's a perfect opportunity for you to do something like that. I definitely would suggest going out there. GG Cards and Breaks. You become a fan when you're playing fantasy sports and you know now in the thick of things for fantasy football you become a fan of players that you might have never been a fan of, teams that you might have never watched. And when that happens, you can go out to GG Cards and Breaks and go and and find those hockey, you know, fantasy hockey players that you love, basketball players that you love, football players that you love. Baseball, it's a great time to buy right now because baseball's off, so some things might be priced a little bit lower. So you definitely should go in there and look at some baseball product. But they have baseball, hockey, soccer, basketball, football. They have boxes of every NFL, NBA, and MLB team. So whoever you're a fan of, you could go and find some really awesome cards of your favorite team. And what card store do you know that you can walk in and they have your favorite team on the back wall? And you could go, or, and you could say, okay, my favorite team is the Toronto Raptors, but my favorite player is LeBron James. So you can go and look through the Lakers box and you can go look through the Raptors box, bring a bunch of stuff home with you today. You can look in their cases. You can look at their graded cards, their their singles that they have. You could buy packs and try your luck with that or boxes as well. So many great things, including Pokemon and the new Disney Lorcana, all located at GG Cards and Breaks, 639 Delmar Place in Syracuse, New York, open seven days a week from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Monday through Saturday and on Sundays from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. And make sure you make your way out there today and let them know that Wake Up Call sent you. What a great way to celebrate the sports that you love and the players that you love and the teams that you love by going and collecting those cards and truly having something you can hold in your hand that connects you to the things that you love in the sports world. It's just a different way to experience it and one of the coolest ways, and it's so unique, and that's why I love it. Sunday night football we got going on here, folks. We're going to go to the Jets at the Raiders. Zach Wilson and the gang are benefiting from the fact that this schedule was made with Aaron Rodgers in mind, so they've gotten to play a ton of – I mean, the – it feels like the Jets were going to play their entire season on primetime. So, I mean, look at if you look at the Jets and look at what they have had up to this point, right? In all the games that that they have played in and the prime times that they've had, and you know, the Sunday night focus, the Monday night focus, and then we look at this one, they got a Sunday night game and then I'm looking at this game. Well, this game is really unique here. So, and that game is, I want to take a look at at this game here. So they have a Friday, the Friday day game on Black Friday against the Miami Dolphins. 
So the Jets have uh, definitely a unique schedule. I was looking at that going like, wait, that's right around Thanksgiving. So they have a Sunday night game this week. Then in a couple weeks, they have the they have the Friday day game on Black Friday after Thanksgiving. And then they have a, another big time primetime game. And that game is going to be on December 28th at 8.15 p.m. Eastern time. They have a Thursday night football game. So they still got some more primetime ones coming up, including this game. And the Jets are going to be visiting the Raiders. So let's go to the Jets first in this matchup. The Jets are a team that you can't count them out. You know, the, the Jets are a team that is fighting to get into the playoffs. And when you saw Aaron Rodgers go down, a lot of people thought this season was, I mean, first week of this, and that's just crazy to me, by the way. Even if your star player goes down, I know that it's difficult, but to sit there and go, their season's over, it's all done. I mean, come on now. So looking at this, I mean, the Jets are four and four. They're third in their division behind five and four Buffalo and six and three Miami. They're above the two and seven Patriots. And in their most recent game against the Chargers, they had a terrible offensive performance, but They've hung with other teams out there. Zach Wilson went 33 of 49, 263 yards, no touchdowns, no picks. Brees Hall, 16 carries for 50 yards, 3.1 yards a carry. Garrett Wilson, 13 targets, caught seven, 80 yards. Tyler Conklin, six catches on six targets, 66 yards, no touchdowns for the tight end. Xavier Gibson, who made the team, he continues to get involved. Michael Carter, not involved in the rushing game at all but he catches six passes on six attempts so six targets his way catches all six doesn't run the running back doesn't run the ball a single time but catches the ball out of the backfield six times Brees hall caught all four of his passes that were thrown his way out of the backfield so you're looking at zach wilson he's spreading the ball out 33 receptions delvin cook malik taylor jeremy ruckert nick Bodden, Brees hall cj uzuma Alan Lazard, Michael Carter, Xavier Gibson, Tyler Conklin, and Garrett Wilson all at least caught one pass. That's 11 different receivers. So for those that think that Zach Wilson was a horrible drop from Aaron Rodgers, to complete the ball to 11 different receivers and get a bunch of fantasy points for fantasy owners out there, despite only scoring six points against the Chargers at home, Again, we talk about Sam Howell, maybe not the best out there in reality, but in fantasy, not too shabby. Zach Wilson really helped out your fantasy league by getting a lot of people involved. So credit him for that as he has not disappointed the way I think a lot of people expected him to. And so now going up in this game against the Vegas Raiders, this might be a week you play Zach Wilson. You know? Giants went to town, went to their, it's funny, the Giants and the Jets play at the same place, MetLife Stadium in East Rutherford, New Jersey. And now they're going to the same place to play the same team in back-to-back weeks. Giants at Raiders, now Jets at Raiders. So I would, I mean, I would, Zach Wilson, this might be the week you put him out there. Again, bunch of guys off, the guys throwing a bunch of passes, completing 30-plus when the team scores six points, he's thrown to 11 different receivers for 33 33 completions. Maybe this is the week he plays Zach Wilson. I got him as a low-end QB1. 
Brees Hall is worth the play to me. Garrett Wilson is worth the play to me. Tyler Conklin is worth the play to me. C.J. Uzuma, you know, he'll get involved. Three different tight ends caught the ball this past week. So uh, I would say Tyler Conklin, look to him. C.J. Uzuma dropped a touchdown reception recently. So maybe Tyler Conklin even more so now. And I like Garrett Wilson. On the other side of it, Connell, I told you he made the NFL. I told you when Syracuse played Purdue that this Purdue quarterback would make it in the NFL. Make it, he did. And he's the quarterback, not because Jimmy Garoppolo is injured, not because Brian Hoyer is injured, but because they chose him to be their quarterback. I like Josh Jacobs in the game. I like Devontae Adams in the game. But he is playing the Jets defense and special teams, so Jacoby Myers is going to have to show up and somebody else, Hunter Renfro maybe, DeAndre Carter, somebody's going to have to do something to help him out. I don't feel great about the tight end situation with Mayer and Hooper. So, I mean, I would say for you in in this game, because it's the Jets, I would look at playing the Jets defense. I would look at playing Zach Wilson if he's your backup quarterback and you have somebody off this week. And I would definitely play Michael Carter. I would look to play him as a flex. I would play Brees Hall as my probably my low end one, high end two wide uh, running back. And I'd definitely play Garrett Wilson in the game. And I'd look at playing Tyler Conklin. For the Vegas, looking at their matchup, Josh Jacobs has done very well. Uh, Aiden O'Connell, 16 for 25, 209 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. They ran the ball a bunch. Every quarterback has their guy. So he threw to Trey Tucker. He threw to Jacoby Myers. Threw to Devontae Adams. He threw to Hunter Renfro, right? So... You know, he's been utilizing he's been utilizing Michael Mayer, Austin Hooper. So I would say Devontae Adams in this game, probably a wide receiver too. In a deep league, he might be your one, but he's gonna need some help against this Jets defense because I think they they're gonna get a takeaway or two. Denver at Buffalo, Monday night football. Let's do this final one here. Denver at Buffalo, the last game for NFL week ten of the 2023-24 season in the Fantasy Football in Focus segment, proudly presented on Wake Up Call by the Wildcat Sports Pub, the perfect place to watch all of your NFL games as well as so much more. Go there any day of the week, seven days a week, to 3680 Milton Avenue in Camillus, New York. And, of course, make sure that you order takeout and delivery at 315-487-2222. That's their number, 315-487-2222. Sunday night and Monday night football have given us some stinkers. They've given us some low-scoring games. Denver's defense have proven that they can stop teams, and Buffalo has proven that they are not that understandable. <laughs> so they lost to the Bengals again, 24-18 to 18 most recently here, and we've seen the Buffalo Bills 5-4 and four this season, just barely above 500. Josh Allen in the loss recently, 26-38, 258 yards, one touchdown, one interception. He was the leading rusher on the team, eight carries, 44 yards. 5.5 yards a carry and a touchdown. Cook, six carries, 20 yards, 3.3 yards a carry, no touchdowns. Latavius Murray, two carries for four yards, no touchdown, two, two yards a carry. Stephon Diggs, 86 yards, seven targets, six catches. Dalton Kincaid, 11 targets, 10 catches, 81 yards. With Dawson Knox out, he has definitely got a huge fantasy value. With them both in, it was hard to pick one. With Dawson Knox out, Kincaid is definitely 
uh, bringing you fantasy value, especially in PPR. James Cook, four catches out of the backfield on four balls thrown his way. Latavius Murray caught a ball out of the backfield. Gabe Davis not involved. He, well, he had two targets, didn't catch anything. So that's what the team looks like going into this game. Denver, Russ the bus. Again, another team that's an enigma. They almost beat Kansas City, and then they beat Kansas City, playing them two times in three weeks. Lost to them 19-8, and then beat them 24-9. Played them on the road, almost beat them, played them at home, got the win. Denver is 2-3 and three at, at home. So, I mean, looking at how they played so far, being on the well, I, being on the road this week in Buffalo, they are one and two this season. But looking at them recently, they're on a two-game winning streak. They beat the Packers and they beat the Chiefs. Packers aren't great. They barely beat them 19 to 17. They've lost to the Chiefs. They lost to the Jets. They defeated the Bears 31-28, barely on the road. Pun intended. <laughs> they lost to the Dolphins 70-20 to on the road, where their defense did not show up at all. They lost to the Commanders 35-33, to and they lost to the Raiders 17-16. to They played a lot of close games outside of the Dolphins game. A lot of close games. And they've been winning recently. So they're coming off a bye week. We know that Sunday and Monday night football have had some low-scoring outings teams that we were hoping would give us more points haven't. Denver has proven that they can beat Kansas City, and Buffalo has proven that they can beat themselves. So looking at this now, I mean, they won over Kansas City 24-9. to The bus, 12 of 19, three touchdowns, no interceptions. Three touchdowns on 12 completions, which means a quarter of his completions went for touchdowns. Javante Williams, 27 carries, 85 yards, 3.1 yards a carry. Judy, six targets, two catches, a touchdown, 50 yards. Cortland Sutton, three targets, two catches, one touchdown, 29 yards. Samaje Perrine had three targets, two catches. Javante Williams had a touchdown out of the backfield, three targets, three catches. A lot of of running backs that can catch the ball out of the backfield in the NFL right now that I mentioned recently. In this one, I'm not playing Russ, but I'm playing Javante Williams. I'm playing Judy. I'm playing Sutton. Probably, I don't know if I want to choose one over the other. May, eh, it's hard. It's it's kind of like Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. You know, can you really say definitely? I would probably lean with maybe Judy a little bit more in this game. On the other side of it, you got to play Josh Allen, James Cook, Stephon Diggs. I would still play Gabe Davis. I'd, I have him as a two, especially in a deep league, but his performance last week was not great. Dalton Kincaid is absolutely worth the play. But the question is, if Denver's defense shows up, can Buffalo do enough to win? There's a lot of fantasy value, but Denver is on a two-game winning streak coming off of a bye. Can they make it happen? You know, will this be another game where Buffalo Bills fans scratch their heads and say, what the heck are you doing? That's, I mean, that's really the question that comes down here. Buffalo's in second place in their division. And I said, don't be surprised if Miami 
wins the division. If they, I, I believe that Miami had a shot to win the division. I said at the beginning of the season, I picked Buffalo to win it, but I said Miami with a healthy Tua, that's a different world. So, what did Greg say? I wouldn't touch Zach Wilson with a ten foot pole. I'd play Howell, Carr, Dobbs, and Geno all over Wilson, dude. All I'm saying is Wilson's. He's done a lot of stuff. It also might be a week to fire up the Raiders defense and special teams. I think the Jets special teams definitely. But Zach Wilson, I mean, he hasn't he hasn't even even in a week where they weren't scoring a lot of points. Still, man, he's he's getting the ball out there to guys. He is. He said you need steel underpants playing Gabe Davis week to week. That is very true. That is very true. You need steel underpants to be a Bills fan right now. I mean, let's let's be honest. But I would play Derek Carr above Howell. I would I would play Carr then well, I, I don't know, man. Yeah, I would play Carr then Howell. Then mm, I'd play Carr then Howell. And then I would play Dobbs. And then Gino this week. And then Zach Wilson. So I do agree with you. I'm just saying that Zach's playing a terrible team. And he's able to get the ball out to certain guys. Because I think Garrett Wilson's got a good shot. I think Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall have opportunities to get into the end zone. I think Conklin has an opportunity to get into the end zone. So I'm just looking at the fact that they're playing the Raiders. And I'm looking at the fact that he might be your backup that you have to play one time all season. That's what I'm looking at. I'm looking at this specific week. So I'm not saying Zach Wilson is a dominant starter. I'm saying Zach Wilson is better than people thought he was going to be. And throwing the ball over the yard to 11 different receivers receivers and having 33 completions, you know, that's not too shabby for a guy that people were acting like couldn't complete seven passes in a game. So just saying, and Buffalo makes me nervous, man. <laughs> so going back to Buffalo, like they, they make me nervous. You know, Denver's not something to screw with. That's for sure. That's for darn certain. And, you know, Kansas City's better than Buffalo and Kansas City almost went 0-2 against Denver. So. And Denver's coming off a of bye week. So we'll see. We'll see. I would like to think Buffalo is going to win this game, but I also would like to think that Dallas is going to run away with the game, run away with their game against the Giants. But it depends on who decides to show up in these matchups for sure. So definitely look that up. I don't know why I can't. We're getting new messages on one of our feeds, but it's not allowing me to see it. So if I didn't answer your message on the Podbean feed, my apologies because I'm not. For some reason, I'm not seeing it on here. So with that being said, I want to thank you all for tuning in to Fantasy Football and Focus. NFL Week 10, 2023-24 season. Do not play Chiefs, Rams, Dolphins, or Eagles players unless you just like the fact of not having points on purpose. And so, so I wouldn't do that. And uh, beyond that, if you have any fantasy football questions today, tomorrow, all the way through Monday, send them off to us. Reply to this video, uh, facebook.com backslash wakeupcalldt, as well as youtube.com backslash wakeupcalldt, and on wakeupcalldt.podbean.com. Make sure you reach out to me. 
social media at wake up call dt on facebook at call dt on x the former twitter and at wake up call underscore dt on instagram if you have any fantasy football questions happy to answer you once the shows go live they have it to the archive amazon music audible iHeartRadio, itunes and apple Podcasts, player fm podbean podchaser.com podvine spotify tune in youtube all you have to do is search wake up call with dan tortora or one word wake up call dt it's free make sure you do it today thanks to our incredible partners carvel dewitt Mon Paz Kettle Corner Popcorn Factory, the Wildcat Sports Pub, GG Cards and Breaks, Chick-fil-A Cicero and Chick-fil-A Clay, Canine Campground Dog Boarding, 317 at Montgomery Street. The name of the location is the name of the restaurant. Avacoli's, Canine Camp Dog Daycare, PB&J's Lunchbox, Pizza Man, Great Lakes Honda City, Mother's Cupboard, where you can get my sandwich, the Cuse McMother, any day of the week. You can get the DT Dolphin any day of the week at Carvel DeWitt, my Sunday in honor of the Lemoyne Dolphins. And you can get buy one, get one today. It's BOGO. What's better than one dolphin? Two, dolphins never swim alone. So go and get the DT Dolphin at Carvel DeWitt today. Celebrate the Division One seasons that have begun, the Division One success that they've had, and the Division One seasons that are just beginning, including in men's and women's basketball for LeMoyne. Head off to Carvel DeWitt, 4322 East Genesee Street today. And buy one, get one on Wednesdays of my DT Dolphin and let them know that Wake Up Call sent you. We are, of course, the exclusive multimedia marketing partner of your. LeMoyne College Dolphins. It's fins up every single month on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, where sports truly meets that thing called life. You'll find the Dolphins on Wednesdays like you did today with AD&DT specials featuring athletics director Bob Beretta and myself, Dan Tortora, a.k.a. DT. And you'll find the Dolphin Dive diving into stories of student-athletes, coaches, administration, Dolphins, and alumni, just like we did today with Luke Sutherland. And all that content can be found by subscribing to youtube.com backslash wakeupcalldt. And there is a Lemoyne playlist on our YouTube channel so you can get it even easier. Once you subscribe, make sure you hit subscribe and the notification bell so you never miss a live broadcast or any broadcast of Wake Up Call on YouTube again. For more information, go to LemoyneDolphins.com. And as always, fins up. Brian and Stratton College Bobcats of Syracuse are exclusive multimedia marketing partners with Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. I get the Bobcat buzz every single month in our partnership. And today you will get two live broadcasts. The selection show for the national tournament will be happening for women's soccer and men's soccer. The women's soccer will start before 3 p.m. Eastern time today. The men's soccer live broadcast will start a little bit before 3.30 p.m. Eastern time. I'll be on campus exclusively with the Bobcats, with the women's soccer and men's soccer teams, talking with them, hyping them up, getting them ready for their selection show. And then we will show you the selection show. We'll be watching live. You'll get our live reaction, interviews, and just a lot of great, great opportunities to make memories today with the Bobcats. Make sure that you're watching Wake Up Call on YouTube.com backslash Wake Up Call DT, Facebook.com backslash Wake Up Call DT, and that you're listening on wakeupcalldt.podbean.com as we celebrate the Bobcats in the men's and women's soccer selection shows happening this afternoon. The women at a little bit before 3 and the men a little bit before 3.30 p.m. Eastern time. For all of our Bobcat content, 
subscribe to youtube.com backslash wakeupcalldt. And of course, you'll find the BSC Syracuse playlist there. And you can go for more information at syracuse.bscbobcats.com. Go Bobcats. The Alfred University Saxons are exclusive multimedia marketing partners with Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. You can find the Saxons on Mondays during Saxon time at 10.30 a.m. Eastern time with Presidential Perspective Spotlights with President Mark Zupan. And you'll find student-athletes, coaches, administration, and alumni with the Saxon Spotlights. We have under-promised and over-delivered, giving you in four months' time almost an entire year of our specials. We were supposed to do 52 specials with the Saxons. We've done over 40 in just a little bit over four months. You can find them by subscribing to youtube.com backslash wakeupcalldt. Check the playlist, Alfred U. Saxons. And for more information, go to gosaxons.com. As the website tells you, go Saxons. With that being said here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, inside of monpazpopcorn.com's What's Poppin'. Go there for all of your snack needs to 201 7th North Street in Liverpool, New York. And, of course, a big time thanks to Luke Sutherland for our dolphin dive and a shout out to my guy and all the hard work he's done and a big time shout out to how he played against Georgetown nine points yesterday and just the way that the team played and what they did despite the final score. Lemoyne had some good plays, some good moments and some awesome opportunities that they capitalized on against Georgetown and great to see Luke and the gang out there fighting hard in the nation's capital on election night. We announced that North Star Nutrition is our newest business partner in our wake-up call with Dan Tortora family. Big time shout out to them. Go and see them on 628 South Main Street in North Syracuse, around the corner from Utica Pizza Company, and their location down the road from CNS High School as well. Big news coming on Friday with our North Star Nutrition partnership. And a big time thanks to the Wildcat Sports Pub for all that they do on-site, on-location, and through takeout and delivery being a fantastic place for us to watch the games and a great place for us to grab food and watch the game at home or at our friend's house. And so definitely head out to the Wildcat, 3680 Milton Avenue in Camillus, giving you all of our fantasy football advice for NFL Week 10 and all throughout each season. If you have any more questions, send them off to me on Facebook at Wake Up Call DT, X at Call DT, Instagram at Wake Up Call underscore DT, and make sure you click subscribe and follow us on each of those. God bless. No stress. Do your best. I'll see you this afternoon from Brian and Stratton. Be well.